Episode 5, we symbolically reach the full circle, starting from the episode 1, where I described my sacred experience with Babaji, when I was not ready to dissolve, to explode in the consciousness. And from there on, through the grace of the Masters, I was brought to someone who could achieve that, who could contain the magnitude of this experience within his physical body and expand in that consciousness fully. So welcome to episode 5 where we cover Mohanji's Shiva experience. This is how he named it. Some would give it maybe some other name. It doesn't matter. And in this episode we will also cover three crucial aspects of our path. One is the meditations filled with the grace given with special power. Shaktipat as the blessed way of the tradition to speed up the evolution of those who join the path. And finally, the most important aspect, direct expression of love and unity consciousness through selfless service. So all of this is covered in this episode. All of this comes together on the path of liberation. All of this I was blessed to experience, to realize that I am being prepared for the ultimate experience. I have found my path. Welcome. The Shiva experience. This is a slight deviation from my experience with Babaji. But since I promised you that I will narrate my Shiva experience, with your permission, let me take the detour. It was a day after my birthday in 2007, February 23rd. I was with my parents and decided to celebrate my birthday at a nearby ashram. I usually celebrate my birthday by feeding the poor children. However, that day, since morning, I was feeling dizzy. My head was spinning. I was feeling very uncomfortable and also was having a bit of nausea. I reached the ashram by evening. When I reached there, I was almost helpless as even my eyesight was blurred. I could not see people clearly. But I behaved as natural as I could to avoid unnecessary questions and explanations. That morning I had a deep urge to buy the book Shiva Sutras without any particular reason. By 8 p.m. I spoke to the Swami of that ashram and told him that, that I am very much uncomfortable without any apparent reason. And he said, fine, let's take a walk and get some fresh air. He took me out and we walked to another house in the ashram complex, which is about 500 yards away. All I could remember was reaching that place, entering the hall and sitting down on a chair near a table. Sacred ash started coming out through the top of my head and then slowly falling down my body. Sacred ash sprouting out of Sahasrara, crown chakra, is a sign of burnt karmas. When the last remnants of karmas are getting exhausted, like a volcano with high intensity, they are burnt and expelled through the Sahasrara. This is typical of Dattatreya tradition. My body was transparent and huge bright light was glowing from within. My eyelids became golden. The light penetrated my clothes and was radiating to the outside world. I was expanded beyond description. Everything was within me. 
Mohan did not exist. Vibhuti kept flowing. There was no time or space. There were no gunas or attributes, such as sattva, rajas or tamas. There were no identities. Everything got erased in a split second. The need to return or come back was also not there. I do not know how much time I existed in that state. All I heard after some time was the voice of Swami shouting to other ashramites. Shiva is here. Come fast, bring the camera. I slowly started regaining my body awareness, but that took some time. I became aware that many people were around me. I became aware of the flash bulbs. Then, at one point, I opened my eyes. I saw a lot of people in front of me. The first photo caught a slight glimpse of the brightness that was coming out from inside my body. But Swami said that the brightness was so strong that initially he could not allow anyone to enter as they, their nerve endings in particular, would not be able to withstand this level of energy. The later photos just caught my physical frame with the vibhuti and the state after the experience. As it is said, images can speak much more than words, so do enjoy these, Im these images. That experience tilted my consciousness. My awareness level changed. As of then, I started shifting to different awareness levels effortlessly. When a seeker becomes the salt, his limited entity dissolves into that of unlimited nature. He becomes all-pervading, completely lucid and transparent, vibrant, shining, subtly dynamic, and exists in complete awareness. The momentary sourcing of data from the higher realms becomes effortless and continuous. This is what I wrote soon after the Shiva experience. When we touch the realms of Shiva, the Supreme, everything dissolves. Everything merges into one. It's only a vast, expanded brightness, absolutely peaceful and all-knowing. All the planets, various suns, stars, and various spheres of existence become simply parts of the vast existence of Shiva, the Supreme. It is all contained within the infinite brightness, which has supreme awareness. That was my experience on the day of February 24th, 2007. That state can be called the state of the Father, or Allah, or Parabrahma. It's all the same. All one needs is to understand that effect. When the limited entity called Mohan became Shiva, at first there was only the bliss, indescribable bliss that encompassed me. The bliss of infiniteness, the bliss of liberation, the bliss of bodilessness. Existing in that expanded state, I became one with all the beings of the universe. Limited awareness of Mohan merged with the entire cosmos and became one with both the limited and unlimited existence. In that expanded state, one can only express love, our very nature. I became every being and every being 
became me. Human intellect cannot comprehend the state of Shiva. Humans can experience that state only when they cease to become humans. They need to get out of their body, mind, intellect, ego, and every other aspect and become empty and pure. Shiva's state is that of extreme purity. Human intellect has limitation and its data bank, the subconscious, is usually filled with stored memories and their attached emotions. And this is what it can refer from. State of Shiva can never be stored and extracted this way. It can only be experienced, and that too when we can effectively transcend our humanness. Whenever intellect tries to comprehend, humans miss the Shiva aspect. Humans cannot achieve the state of Shiva by doing. Be it of physical or intellectual nature, doing amounts to action and movement. Action is expression of duality. Duality is dilution of the true state of Shiva, which is all-encompassing and exists as non-duality. State of Shiva is truly that of oneness. They can achieve the Shiva state only through beingness, being in the state of Shiva. In that state of complete bliss and love, the transformed entity will choose to lead many more souls to his stature, that of the Supreme. This is a pure act formed out of love and compassion. By doing this, he is guiding himself, because everything is part of himself. It is as if some parts of the body get dirty and we wash and clean them. Just the same when some souls search in darkness, liberated souls with full understanding and awareness that those souls in darkness are essentially a part of themselves, lead them to light. By doing this, they are becoming more complete. Birth of the Blessed World Meditations Three months after the Shiva experience, at about 4 a.m., I was woken up and immediately sensed very high energy within me and around me. The power of purity meditation was given to me by Baba. I consider all masters as Baba because there is no importance to name or identities in the other realms. All work in unison under the guidance of the Supreme. This is my experience. So when I was woken up and asked to write the meditation, I was not aware of what I'm supposed to do with it. I had no idea what I was going to write. I was not even aware of the content. As it was being delivered, it took only about 10 minutes for me to type the meditation using my laptop. It was like Baba was making my fingers move. Everything was crystal clear. When I realized that it was a full-fledged meditation, I asked Baba, What am I supposed to do with it? Am I supposed to meditate? He said, No, you must teach. Immediately the introvert in me objected. No, Baba, I'm not cut out for such a thing. You know that I'm an introvert. I cannot go around and tell people, Hey, come here. I will teach you a meditation. Moreover, I'm not a guru material. I'm an ordinary man with all the strengths and weaknesses of normal human beings. Immediately the answer came, that's not your problem. We will send people to you. Understand that those who come to you are sent by us. Others will not reach you, nor will they understand you. Your strength is your subtlety. You are empowered. You will represent our tradition. Again, my logical mind objected. I need people to assist me in this, especially if the mission that you are entrusting me is so big. The answer was, 
that is not your problem either. We will make things happen at the appropriate time. Just be. I realize that my holidays are over and I'm about to embark on a much larger mission. The journey has begun. I recorded the meditation in a studio quite effortlessly because at that time I was doing the radio show called Mohan's World, which was reasonably popular amongst the spiritual circles. Just as Baba said, our meditation took off in Dubai in no time. It started spreading wider and wider to the stage that we have reached now. What have I done to achieve this? Nothing. This is divine play. All my question answers and blogs are also similar. I never read or prepare. Appropriate answers happen at the appropriate time. Our path is so pure and simple. No expectations, no conditions. Only two pillars, purity and faith. We operate on the ground of unconditional love, beyond all man-made barriers, such as caste, creed, countries, communities, cultures and colors. Even though I received the meditation in May 2007, I did not conduct any class classes, nor did I attempt to record it till September. Biba saw the entire text right after I received it telepathically and told me, it's amazing, you should spread it. A crystal clear answer appeared in my awareness. I will do it free of cost, as a service to society. This would be the next dimension of what, of what I'm doing through Amukare Charity Foundation. Through Amukare, we are physically helping the poor and helpless of the society. Through Power of Purity and other blessable meditations, we shall work on unburdening the helpless karmic entities called human beings. Unburdening and cleansing of the conditionings that one carries forward through lifetimes definitely will take time. If change from the birth and death cycle is a necessity, then commitment and patience is a must. Faith is a must because the cleansing that happened may not be tangible. Yet, it will be effective for sure. In October 2007, Biba took the initiative and organized the first ever meditation class in Dubai that I myself conducted. Then, every week, the classes happened. People experienced heavy cleansing. Some experienced communions with the masters. Some got answers to their questions without even ask, asking them. Some had certain miraculous experiences. Thus, all have their own experience and are getting results. As always, some are consistent and committed. Some just come to see. Some to test. Some to taste. Some appreciate and some criticize, some ridicule, some praise. This is nothing unusual. This is the way the world operates. We conduct the classes free of cost and voluntarily donations are used for expense of the premises and charity activities. So many people love incarnates came together and made this happen. They are carrying it forward. Slowly, bless the world meditations spread to other countries as people shared their impressions and experiences with others. Translations of the meditations happened through volunteers. We did no campaigning or marketing. Baba's words always ring in my ears. Understand that those who come to you are sent by us. Divine Communions When need happens, form happens. Form has no value, need has, that created the form. A true experience. 
In one of our classes at Dubai, while I was answering questions, suddenly everyone saw the room getting filled with beautiful purple energy. All fell quiet instantly. We sat there for more than an hour in absolute silence. No phones rang and none bothered us from outside either. When we came back to our senses, everyone said, almost like a chorus, Oh God, I saw Babaji. It was Babaji. This was real. There is a big difference between my talking and their experiences. Experience cannot be denied. It is life-changing. We have had many such experiences with different masters in most of our meditation sessions. Visions and communions are of two kinds. One is mind's projection. We feel, I saw Rama, I saw Krishna or Jesus or Buddha. They told me this, they told me that, etc. These are just mind's cravings for recognition as the deep wish for divine communion gets projected back to you as a seeming reality. This will not have any lasting effect on you. You will not have any real changes in your constitution. The test is real life itself. If there is a fundamental constitutional change visible in real life, that means that the communions were real. Otherwise, just like a dream, it is something that comes and goes. You will remain the same. You will shake and shatter only when you have to face the real life. Real communions are life-changing. They always leave you in a different dimension, at least one step higher than before. There will be a heavy shift within. Your awareness level would have changed. Such communions are not easy to experience. They need eligibility. And eligibility happens with purity, patience, and egolessness. A shift does not take any time. A sinner can become a saint overnight. Eligibility takes time because it is related to unburdening of karmas. People will never stay stable in one constitution forever. Everyone evolves. Some are fast, while some are slow in evolving, which purely depends on their karmic baggage. If karmic baggage is less, spiritual evolution will be quite fast. Those who have had divine communions, or those who have developed capacity to communicate constantly with higher entities, will display that divinity in real life too. Just like you unconsciously acquire the qualities of your friends, you acquire the qualities of your gurus too. One Swami living in Himalayas once told me, You can see a distinct trait in all the people who have communed with Babaji. That trait is a compelling need for introversion, to go within to avoid articulation, embracing silence. I saw this clearly in Babaji Boy, Richard and Alfred. I also saw this intensifying in me. I have to force myself to go and talk to people or take classes. It is only the Dharma, my sacred duty, that propels me to do so for some time more. The Shaktipat Initiation Shaktipat is one of the key factors of our meditation. Shaktipat is part of our grand tradition. But unless one is properly initiated, Shaktipat will not have any effect. The giver cannot give anything and the receiver will not be benefited. Our guided meditations per se are only preparations. In the classes, it is Shaktipa that makes the difference. It works on people's baggage and cleanses it systematically, week by week, and the results are clear in people. The same meditation gives different effect at each time. There is no physical variety. 
but there is variety in the effect of the meditation each time. Faith and consistency, that is our path. Unburdening is a gradual process because we are unburdening from the samskaras, painful impressions of many lifetimes. Shaktipat is life-changing. Shaktipat is precious and it is serious. Those whom I have initiated to give Shaktipat, or Mohanji energy transfer, were brought to me by Baba. Initiating people is not my discretion. I will be instructed at the right time whom to initiate, just like in Alfred's case. I do not choose whom to initiate. I follow orders. Those who are initiated have experienced tremendous shifts in their constitution and awareness levels. They are able to deliver it to others too. When they perform Shaktipat, their consciousness merges with mine. Shaktipat is sacred. The power will be lost completely if one's operating levels change to being ego-based. Shaktipad is a boon. It has to happen. It is a serious responsibility. Purity and faith should be maintained at all times for effective deliverance of Shaktipad. Also, the presence of various masters in our sessions is another tangible proof. People see them or feel them and they experience shifts in their constitution, their operating levels. This is not imagination. This is real. Still, conscious mind that cannot comprehend matters beyond the senses will tend to deny it and trash it as imagination. It is anti-spiritual to deny our experiences, to prefer the words of others to your own experience. Your own experience is the most important thing for you. That's your personal lesson. You have to start walking from where you stand. Your own experience is where you stand. Others' words have no value, especially if the other is operating from the regular intellectual or emotional plane. Predictions and Guidance As always, during every trip to Himalayas, I met an old saint, name has to be withheld, apologies for that, who has a great value in my life. He has not taught me anything, but his words have always been of value. He is not a diviner, he is neither an astrologer nor a preacher. He never predicts future. Yet, the first time I met him, he said, Do something for the children of Mother Earth. You will have eternal peace. Those words worked in my mind, and it later became Amukher, even though I had no plans to start any charity organization at that time. It was like a command or prophecy. The second time I met him, he said, I have a deep regret. I could not meet your daughter Amu. She was an Amsha, a part or consciousness of Lord Krishna. This was a revelation for me. Amu passed away on Krishna's birthday, Janmashtami. Also, on the night before she passed away, she told my mother, I am playing with Krishna. Grandma, can you see Krishna? And my mom said, We are humans, we cannot see God so easily. And Amu said, You cannot see because your bhakti is not strong enough. If you pray sincerely, you can see him. These memories came to my mind when this saint told me about his unfulfilled wish. That gave me a better understanding about Amu. I felt deeply honored that she came and took birth in our family as my child. The third important thing that the saint told me was just a year ago. 
in 2009. He said, in the days to come, you will explicitly express Shiva. Fire will come through your eyes. You will elevate many people just through your eyes. You will change many lives through Shaktipat. You cannot hide for long. I joked. Swamiji, let me hide as long as I can. This introversion is what suits me. He laughed and said, wait and watch what is going to happen. All what he said has happened. He is one of my biggest well-wishers and lives in relative isolation in the Himalayas. As he said, Bless the World meditations are getting translated into several languages. People feel the prompting to join, to serve, to spread love. Meanwhile, another meditation called 360 degrees was given to me. More are on the way. Each has the ability to change lives. The basic reason is grace. Grace cannot be created. It has to happen. All those whom I have initiated into Shaktipat are delivering it with the same intensity that I would have if I were physically present. Just like the monkey's child clings on to its mother and automatically reaches the highest branch, in our path the disciple reaches the highest in spirituality just by holding on to the Guru's tattva, the principle called Guru. I still maintain my privacy and freedom. I still work for my living. I make sure that my existence is unpretentious. Nobody canvasses anybody for my meditations. It is completely free. All voluntary contributions are used for charity after paying the expenses of the premises. Everything is recorded and audited. All those who attend are encouraged to write their experiences in their own spiritual diary because in the world of hard-selling, beautiful talkers will brainwash them to nullify their own experience, make them believe that it was just imagination. I never take head counts. I just say, it is available free. Using it is your discretion. This lifestyle helps me to maintain my objectivity and selflessness. It helps me to stay liberated without expectations. An unconditional existence is truly liberating. Thus, my beloveds, the path ahead is the path of gold for our generation. Energy changes in the universe are being experienced by us right now, right here. A shift is taking place. Shift in consciousness is obvious. There is nothing to do, just be in the present. Just be with every thought, word and action. Be fully conscious. Just express unconditional love always. Live in absolute faith and surrender. Live in bliss. Love you always. Mohanji. I was amazed to find out that as per the Mayan calendar and Mayan horoscope, um, I belong to the so-called galactic snake. And one friend of mine, his name is Boyan from Serbia, who is also connected with Sai Baba very deeply and had very deep experiences. He told me about the galactic snake. And he said that one of the characteristics of the galactic snake is that she has huge power, but she needs a stick that she can then uh, wrap herself around and move upward vertically into the higher consciousness. Otherwise, as a snake, she remains on the ground. So that is the symbolism of my encounter with Moanji. He is the stick that I'm blessed to have in my life. The pillar I can hold on to as I climb upward.
into the ultimate experience. And I just found this to be a beautiful symbolism of what of my actual reality, what is really happening. It felt as if everything is there. I have all the ingredients to reach the ultimate, but the key part is missing. That main pillar was missing. And that's what I found after all the impossible searching. I was even made fun of by my American colleagues in the company that I worked for before going to Satya Sai Baba, the company that went bankrupt. They had a secret nickname for me and it was In Search Of. <laughs> so they said they would call me, look at that girl, she's the In Search Of. So they could see how continuously and intensely I was seeking and seeking and nothing seemed to click. I tried different things, different methods, and I kept seeking and searching and seeking and searching. Uh, so they even made fun of it in some way. But I'm happy that I continued searching. I did not just live in the fantasy land. There was a strong calling from the heart. And all of it came together in my life partner and my guru and my husband all was brought together in the sacredness of our marriage for the higher purpose to serve to inspire others to tread the path to walk the path of liberation so this is not the path for the big masses it is not a feel-good path um, it is not an easy path but it is worth it. And for me, it was the fulfillment of finally having that aha moment, that inner click where everything falls into place. And I pray that every soul finds that because it is not easy to be in the seeking mode. And if it lasts for too long, then life is kind of wasted. We need to start walking. We need to start digging deep. We need to start facing our fears, moving before, beyond the intensity of relativity so that we can overcome all those perceived games of the relative world, the perceived obstacles, and surrender into the ultimate experience. So to reach that intensity, one needs to be greatly inspired, one needs to be supported. It's not at all easy, otherwise many people would be enlightened by now. But to have a living example of that being possible, somebody right next to us who can offer that precious guidance in the right moment that's priceless there is no money that can buy that that's the importance of the guru the force that removes the darkness and shows the path to the light the one who shows us where to look but not what to see the one who empowers us to actually go through the direct experience ourselves as per our free will. That is the only way. If it's just a mental game, it's not gonna work. If it's manipulated through fear or greed, it's not gonna work. If it's a false promise by somebody who has not really experienced it, but just wants somebody to admire him or her, that's not going to work. The true leader is the one who has experienced the ultimate 
and walks with us every step of the way in that continuous selflessness and love ignites the flame in the heart. So I hope that the description of the Shiva experience of Manjis has touched a deep chord in you as it has in me. I was so able to relate <laughs> and I just know that if I just went that one step beyond the fear that I had, the fear that came, what if I stop existing? What if I cannot contain this energy if I just went beyond that? This is what it would look like. And deep inside of me, I feel or know how it looks like to be in that oneness, in that unity consciousness. To be simply an expression of divine. And yet I wait for that experience to happen. But now I don't wait passively. I'm walking with full conviction and with full surrender on the path. When Mohanji received the power of purity meditation, I was blessed to sit right next to him and to experience that powerful energy as the download was happening right before my eyes. And he was typing it so fast that I thought, his keyboard is going to break. And then after it was done, we looked and we realized it was a meditation. Now, I was not there when he experienced the Shiva experience that happened in India and I was in Dubai. But I was blessed to witness the meditation. And because I could feel that energy, because I knew how powerful and sacred it was, Later on, when Mohanji said that he prefers to kind of stay for himself and he's very introverted, he's very silent, he doesn't like to go around and tell people, come here, I'm going to be teaching you something and I will teach you a meditation. And uh, months were passing by and this meditation was not being utilized and there was a calling within my heart, I felt this has to go out into the world. And I didn't think of it much. I just at one day suggested to Marnji, you know what, I will organize it. I feel it. This is too precious. You should share it. So he kind of just said, okay, you go see if you can organize. I will do it. But he was not too keen. And I didn't think much of it at that moment. I just, I was guided from within to do it. And there was one Indian gentleman in the center of Dubai who had a bigger apartment. It was not anything fancy, but there was a lot of space and we could easily bring 10, 15 people to comfortably gather and sit and meditate. And I remember that very first Power of Purity meditation. When um, Manji conducted this meditation, we were left in complete awe of the experience. It was so sacred, so powerful. And that's where I knew this this has to reach out to people. This meditation needs to touch the hearts of people from around the world. So later on Moranji found a way to record it through the same English gentleman who with whom he did the podcast. And um, meditation was recorded in one go. I was there next to Moranji as he was recording it. There was not a single mistake. It just flowed. And his face was so gentle. His voice is very deep and strong. But when he read out the power of purity meditation, there was this childlike purity on his face. And the flow that this meditation has, I feel no other meditation that he received later on has that softness, has that p- 
purity. This is the power of purity. So other meditations are also powerful and unique in their own way. But for me, this meditation remains special because it was the first and because it was that moment that actually started this mission, this sacred mission. And I was so blessed to be there and to contribute in my own way and to see it all unfold. And I also remember when I first recorded the meditation into Serbian, I first sat down and I translated it. Then I felt like adding one moment of a mother holding the child. (laughs) And there was a bit of improvising I did there, but otherwise I followed the script fully. And I remember when we went to the studio and when I recorded it, the same thing happened. The flow. It was meant to be. It was blessed. It was supported by the grace of the masters. And one feels immense energy in these sacred moments when something important is delivered. It's almost like delivering a child, but in a different way, in the energy way. So that is the beauty of these meditations. They all flowed through Monji's consciousness. They were given with special grace. They are offered selflessly, free of cost. And they are reaching out and they continue to reach out to so many people across the globe. Now we have Mohanji Acharyas who are also conducting these meditations and who are also empowered to deliver Mohanji's energy transfer, which is the empowerment of Shaktipad handed over to others, as I explained in the previous episode. So through the meditations, through the Shaktipad, the energy works on people, supports their process of awakening. And then the third aspect comes, which is the social service. Uh, As I mentioned, it was the social service, my desire, deep from the heart, to actually serve. The promise that I gave to myself during refugee days, that if I ever become rich or stable financially, may I be blessed to serve. May that contracted state of suffering be dissolved like a bubble by the love of someone who reaches out who reaches out to us in that key moment when we are so weak and vulnerable and helpless and that helping hand may inspire maybe it's just a meal maybe it's some clothing maybe it's something that's given but it's much more than that act It's the energy that comes with it. It's the love, it's the empowerment. So I believe in hands-on selfless service, not just transferring money through the bank account. Certainly that is also valuable to many, but Ag Foundation was built on the premise of direct experience of selfless service that cleanses the blockages in the central meridian of the person who chooses to engage in this act of kindness and selflessness and also inspires the one who is at the receiving end to rise above the victimhood, to rise above the misery and embrace a different version of ourselves, not that of a victim, because all of us have that power to rise above our predicament, whatever it may be. Selfless service is a very, very important aspect on our path. Shirdi Sai Baba kept accentuating, other masters as well, they kept accentuating the importance of service. It's much more than just occasionally giving food to people. Selfless service really helps us to see the divine in the eye of the other, feel that expansion of love in that moment 
feel the unity consciousness. And I always have much deeper meditation on the day when I have done some seva or selfless service. We like the word seva because it's short and sweet. So all these acts of seva really bring a change within. And that karmic cleansing and that cleansing of blockages from within really happens during social service. So through Axe Foundation, Act means Amo Care Charitable Trust. So at some point I was blessed by Monji to um, become in charge of ACT globally outside of India. And since then uh, we've been expanding and we had teams of people joining in from different countries. And all these people would, some of them would feel like, oh, this is so much, there's so much to do and there's, if they are in the doership, they feel overwhelmed with all these additional tasks. But then at some point, they go beyond the doership into the beingness. They connect with that vibration of love. They realize that life is no longer the same. The life has transformed through the service. So this is the charity where there is no membership fees, as Manji has envisioned it. And it started with that sankalpa of honoring the pure soul of Amu and the love that she was radiating. So we connect with that vibration and we serve. And it is so, so beautiful. So I see Act Foundation growing far and wide, reaching out to the needy and also transforming the people who have the blessing of their free will and free choice to serve and be inspired, be cleansed, be empowered. Thank you for joining in this episode. And uh, it was already long, so I will cut it at this point. And in the next episode, we will cover some other experiences with Babaji. Shanti Devi, Shanti